Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's a podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I'm hitting that random fighter, Michael, and joining me is entering into competitive Adrian, the god. <laughs> and all items, not Fox, anything but Final Destination, it's Matt. I just think items make it a uh, funner game for everyone, okay? And I would completely agree, and if you haven't figured out yet by the title or these clever little names, we are talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on the one and only Nintendo Switch. Yes, that's the game we've been playing for the last, if you're me, month. Yeah, yes. I've been playing it since release. I told myself I'm not going to buy it until probably later. Uh, and then I went and bought it, I think, day two. Yeah, the, uh, the next day. <laughs> um, before we get into Smash Brothers talk, though, and trust me, no one is more eager to talk about it than I am, let's do news. But instead of news, we're going to mix it up because uh, that's how we do it. Um, let's talk about our games of the year. And I think we should talk in both the aspect of games that were released this year across the board and also the podcast game of the year, as in the games we've played from the podcast that we think are, you know, the game of the podcast year, let's say. Yeah, and there, there's actually quite a lot because, especially with the introduction of our Echo episodes that we've been doing, uh, there's quite a lot and spanning from all time frames and platforms, so that's good. So the contenders for the No Time, no time to Grind game of the year is Luigi's Mansion 2, Paradigm, Monster Hunter World, Rectifier, Old School RuneScape, XCOM Enemy Unknown, Assassin's Creed, A Way Out, Simpsons Hit and Run, Nintendo Labo, Super Metroid, Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, Rage, The Elder Scrolls Morrowind, Magic the Gathering, Super Mario Sunshine, No Man's Sky, Aliens Colonial Marines, Prince of Persia's Hands of Time, Earthworm Jim, God of War, Fortnite, Super Mario Party, Hearthstone, Jackbox Party Pack 5, Dark Souls Remastered, Call of Cthulhu, Marvel Spider-Man, Fallout 76, Pokemon Let's Go, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Jeez, that's a long list. That is a long list, but I don't we know played a lot guys. of games this year. Yeah, yeah, we played a lot of games. I, I have looked, and I've decided. You Do you want to go first, then? Uh, okay, I'll go first, if you're happy with that. My No Time to Grind game of the year is... Super Metroid. Oh. What a beautiful game. I like playing this game. This is the first time I've played this game is this year. And you could have told me that it's an indie game made this year. I would believe you. Like, if it could contend with, like, Celeste or something like that. It, it, it's a very well put together game. They knew, like, back in the day, they knew what their, like, limits were. They knew how to use that perfectly. And there's very few faults with Super Metroid. It is my NTTG GOTY. <laughs> I I agree. I was going to say Super Metroid as well because it just it, a game hasn't got me so into it that isn't a new game. Like, mm. of course, I've really been into Smash Brothers, and I really got into God of War, even Super, Marvel Spider Man. But, like, Super Metroid got me in just as good, and it is, like, a, what, 20-something-year-old yeah. game, probably? So, yeah, of the games we played this year for the podcast, Super Metroid is my pick. And that's over Smash Brothers. That's over Monster Hunter World. Oh, my God. That's over Marvel Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Michael, what about yourself? I would say that the game of the year is Marvel Spider-Man. 
school year. Out of, yeah, I, I agree. I think even out of even out of stuff that I played off of the podcast, so Red Dead Redemption Two, for example, which is a very good game as well. Marvel Spider Man, I think, was the first game uh, in a while where it just like you were saying with you guys and you got Super Metroid and it got you and it was beautiful. Something about Spider-Man did that for me. There's obviously a little bit of bias because I like the character of Spider-Man, but then in a way I don't really care <laughs> because I don't think that over like I don't think that was overcompensating for anything. It wasn't like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which I really like but has flaws. Marvel Spider-Man on PS4 just had such a good game feel and that repetitive, that, uh, what's it called? It's like a game flow, a game sort of cycle. Yeah, kind of like the Far Cry game flow where you go to Tower so that you can see the map. Yes, that, that. that little cyclical sort of repetition that you have in a game that makes it that game, Spider-Man's was was so good. It never it never felt tedious. It was it was comfy and lovable. I, I absolutely agree. Just like everything about that game is perfect. Of the games made this year, Marvel's Spider Man is my pick for game of the year with a with Monster Hunter World just behind and it. Smash Brothers close behind. Like I, so close. I'm the same. I think if we were to go like just at our year, like I would have picked Marvel Spider Man. Very happy that I think it was the Game Awards did God of War. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also happy that we played Fortnite because that means we got both Game of the Year because People's Choice was Fortnite. Yeah, that's so right. So we played both Game of the Years this year. Well, last year. <laughs> yeah, it's last year at this point. It's crazy. Um, yeah, there's just so many good games. And even like some some things come to mind about like Earthworm Jim was like another good one. It's like, oh, it's good. So close to being so yeah, good. Yeah, so close. And things like that. So it was a good year. I think it was a good year of games this year for good, us. Good year for like our games as well. I don't think because I th- I think we've played some games like I'm looking at you, the Grinch, <laughs> and that's like that's like oh ooh, like does anyone want to want to play this? Yeah, and does anyone even want to listen to us talk about that because it's just such a mediocre game? But this year, I feel like has just been gangbusters, like so good. Yeah, absolutely. Every game has at least, like, a quality that could be considered, like, 10 out of 10. Mm. For the Uh, most part, yes, I agree. (laughs) Even, like, No Man's Sky has a bit of a, like, it it got at the next update, so it's, like, it's reinvigorated. Uh, But that's it for last year. Mm. Uh, Let's talk about 2019. Yeah, 2019. Well, what game that we're starting with? We we don't know what game. Yeah. Yeah. I guess next year, I'm kind of thinking of it as like, well, this year now, I should say, 2019, like almost like a season two, like a restart, refresh, update. Yeah, we're definitely going to, we're going to be coming back in another three weeks. So we've taken a three week break for the holidays. We're going to come back in another three weeks just because we're still kind of on holidays a bit. And then we'll take the fortnight uh, and we're going to come back with a brand new format, Uh, taking that sweet holiday break. If you're curious what game that we will choose. I mean, you can message us on Facebook in about a week. I'm sure we'll be able to get 
Yeah, we'll have something about that. Or we'll put, post a status. If you have any suggestions, hit us up on Facebook. Yeah, you've got pretty much a week for suggestions. But if you also have any ideas about how we can make this podcast more exciting for you to listen to and to you know suggest and recommend, then let us know. Again, hit us up on Facebook or any any sort of platform we're on that we can get in contact us with. And I'm sure you're very excited for that in three weeks. But so you don't forget, maybe maybe hit that subscribe. On the, on the podcast app. That's so good. That podcast app is so good, you should rate us five stars. Am I right? Is this working? That's, that's how it works, yeah. That's how it works? Cool. <laughs> so should we get into... Should we smash? Let's smash. Not like that. <laughs> no, it's absolutely like that. Oh. Uh, because I love this game. I... I'm just going to talk for a while and you guys can listen, okay. all right? I'm happy with that. I could not stop playing this game, like, since from the day it came out. And not even, like, it was, like, subconscious. I would just be like, time to play a game. Smash. And partly the reason was I want to unlock all characters. And partly was the world of light, for me, was really engaging and fun and challenging. Some people might have a different interpretation of that, the word I used. Um, but I personally found this the whole game was really, like, even on a single player level, really engaging. I was worried leading up to it because obviously the last game, Smash Bros. 4, that came out, we, we played a lot of that because it was on 3DS and stuff yeah. like that. And I was worried because it had been so long and I'd kind of forgotten what it's like. I was like, oh, I don't really like. Matt, because you said you weren't going to get it, and Michael lives far away. So I was like, ah, oh, time zones. I'll probably end up just playing it mostly myself. Is it going to be a good single-player game? Yes. The answer was yes. I, I only recently have put it down because I've literally done everything that I just about could in that game. Um, what, what do you guys think? Are there, are there any points you want to bring up? Because I, I have basically positive affirmations all around. Gameplay-wise, like, it is... It is perfect gameplay wise. Like, there is no other fighter that I've played that I've gone, yes, this is good. And I think it's, you know, partly because part of the inspiration of Smash Bros. probably comes from Mario Bros. And it's kind of like a platformer in the way that it is a fighter, whereas a lot of other fighters, all you're thinking about is the opponent's HP and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. then this kind of play style where it's not just about your opponent, it's about where you are on this map where you could just fall off kind of thing. And I know that there are other fighters like that, but I feel like they've just got this down pat. They've, you know, they've done it 64. Some would say perfected it in melee. Yeah. And then between Brawl and then Smash Bros. 4, they've like, okay, what works, what doesn't work? And Ultimate is the best subtitle for this game because game like gameplay wise is the ultimate fighting game in my opinion a fighting game across the board not just ultimate smash like the ultimate smash game well it's definitely the ultimate smash game for me it is the ultimate fighting game i would say like i'm so confident in this game as a smash bros game that people who still go mm, no melee's better i'm like you need to let go you need to move on <laughs> yeah. you, I, I I appreciate where you're coming from. I just think it's time for you to move on. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. I definitely like 64 was like 
the the proof of concept like yes a percentage based smashing game will work merely took it to like a deeper competitive level and even to this day people are still finding out stuff that they couldn't before like do, are doing stuff they couldn't do yeah. you know last year brawl they kind of experimented more and made a few mistakes depending <laughs> on who you ask uh four brought it back and and ultimate which is five polished it just i think yeah this is the ultimate smash game it just has everything you need in it um should should we talk about a con right now because i my only criticism of this game is that the online is garbage yeah i didn't even really bother i played online once with you yeah i played online for the stream and you can't like you get four people in and that's it like there's no eight player online okay i can deal with that because connectivity and stuff but like hosting the arenas was just so not user friendly. Like you have to get out of the arena to change your like. Even if there was just four people in the in the lobby, and you need four people to for, like to, is a full game. You can have like eight people in the lobby, but only four people can play at a time. So the other four will wait. If the game has already started, you can't then drop drop in to be a spectator. You have to be. You have to be preparing to spectate before the game starts so that it loads you into the game or something like that is how I imagine it works. But that's how it, that's how it went down. And then if you're like, you finish a game with four people and, you, and you're in a four-person lobby so there's only four people and you want to change your character, as soon as you click to change character, it takes your token out of the arena mm-hmm. and so the other three people can start without you and now you're like, well, I'm sitting here not doing anything. Uh, that's just the battle arenas which is what is like hosting games. It's like... I haven't really tried. I did try a little bit online just to do all the challenges. Um, but apart from that, yeah, the online overall is just kind of like, it's definitely better than it has been, but it's still just not, the options aren't there. Like the smash modes on your console, like the the sit around the TV options, there's plenty. They give you literally, literally every option. But when it comes to online, it's just so restricted. And I don't like that. Going back to this being considered the ultimate version of the game. Uh, I was going to say, this is from the perspective of someone who has not gone into the game as deep as either two of you ever. I I think, Adrian, I think you've always been quite heavily invested Uh, in it. And then, Matt, you seem to get quite invested with, like, Amiibos. I saw you go to, like, a new level of, like, an understanding (laughs) and depth with... How, how many Amiibos do you have, Matt? I, I have... That's actually what I was trying to figure out today. I've got all the Smash 4 Amiibos, except for, I think, either Roy or Ryu. I'm not sure. I swear I'm missing one, but I was at the shops today, and I was like... Ugh. And I've already got a Splatoon Amiibo from Splatoon 1. I don't want another Splatoon Amiibo. My life is so hard. <laughs> that's a lot. That's like it's almost some... 70 <laughs> Amiibos. Nearly. Then. It's... So I'm missing all of the old characters that have come back, yeah. like Pichu or Wolf, yeah, uh, and all the newcomers, of course. But yeah, it's a lot of amiibos. It takes up more than one shelf. You and me really got into Smash Four, yeah, and I just kind of continued on into Ultimate. But back to your so point, someone Michael, who's never gotten incredibly deep into it. This, uh, to me, this game does not necessarily do like, anything I can see particularly new. Mm. And I feel like, like, I really liked Brawl. I played, I played, uh, 
Melee on GameCube, and then Brawl, I was like, oh my god, Brawl. And then uh, the 3DS and Wii U version, I was like, cool, more Smash. And this one, I'm like, all the Smash. But at the end of the day, to me, it hasn't... It hasn't evolved on a surface level. It might be evolving in terms of a lot of the depth, and this time around, you're getting the ultimate version because you've got you've got all the characters, you've got all the maps. They've brought some of the old maps back as well. You have a bunch of new characters as well that are really interesting. They sort of balanced. I can see that they balanced the heavy fighters, but that's kind of where it stops for me. The spirits. World of Light Adventure Mode, I still don't think is as good as Subspace Emissary. <laughs> I think that's a better single-player mode, but this has the depth of the spirits and the RPG mechanics. I feel like if they could find a balance between the two of those, then you'd have a great single-player experience. But overall, I don't think it's as evolving as I would like, perhaps. But then at the same time, is that a bad thing? Nintendo... Do what Nintendo do. We get yeah. a high quality product from them, and they're always very particular about keeping the elements that work. But we saw with Breath of the Wild on the Switch, them really sort of mix up the Zelda formula. This, however, did not mix up Smash formula. It's just the best version of it. Yeah, you make a good point because, like, when other fighting games, I mean, it happened more in like the noughties when games are coming from 2D to 3D, like Mortal Kombat yeah. or Street Fighter and Tekken, all that, like they would like change mechanics. Like even Mortal Kombat went to like a 3D perspective with like you could rotate around rather than just being a side side on action. So a lot of them did evolve. Um, but I think in the end, like, yeah, there's, there's no Smash hasn't evolved to now be a 3D arena smasher or something like that, um, which would be really interesting. But, they haven't done that because this, I think in the end, Sakura's really good at, is it Sakurai? Yes. Yeah, base Sakurai. Uh, he, he he knows what we want and that's just more Smash. <laughs> well, can you imagine the outrage from, like, like when Brawl happened, the outrage, everybody hated it, everybody stuck on Melee. And uh, all they did was add tripping in. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine if they totally changed how it played? That would be a big no but I do agree that there should be maybe some different uh, like things in it, S- like options. Like a different like a different mechanic. Yeah, like a, let's try this mechanic mode. And I think that maybe it is hidden away from menus. Like I think the three on three or five on five. Yeah, you can actually do that. Yeah, like that was, um, like I haven't actually done that. So that might be good. I don't know someone who's kind of technically reviewing this game right now, I probably should have done that. But um, I just didn't really get around to it because... Oh, don't worry. I haven't played it. Yeah. And I've played this game to, to the end. Well, because the thing is, when you think about it, they've got all these menus and stuff, and it's kind of like, cool, it's, I don't want to go down that there. It looks scary. Like, what is this? I don't know, so I'm not going to do it. Maybe it should be a bit more like, hey, come come check this out. I've noticed you've been playing uh, like 1v1s for three hours. Why don't you try uh why don't you try one of this instead or something? I don't know. Uh, but I recommend to uh, Michael, I think he has already played it actually. <laughs> but if you haven't, and if you're kind of the same boat as Michael, and if you haven't played Classic Mode, I recommend it so much. Mm. Because 
it is like a bite-sized piece of World of Light. World of Light is huge, and if you want a little bite, you want to try out a new character, you grab that character, you do classic mode on, heck, do it on zero difficulty, play it, play it see what happens, see how you feel. If you like the character, try it on a harder difficulty, which is what I would do. Like, I... Um, like me discovering Pichu was classic mode, and then it was it was good. I was very happy with yeah. the small mouse, <laughs> and then I went on multiplayer and got my ass handed to me. But that's a, that's another story. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I do like classic mode. I will say that as well. That I was like, I feel like that's changed a little bit because you get like a different final boss, and the final boss feels different with like two phases. It used to just be master hand always. If you got harder, it would then bring in Crazy Hand. Yeah. And then if yeah. it was the hardest mode, you would do Master Core? Taboo? No, Taboo, no, taboo was, was... Uh, subspace, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Master Core was... It was specifically, I believe... Um, yeah, it was like Smash a ball. Smash 4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... So this one has, like, uh, your Mario, so your final boss is Bowser. And then he's yeah. the yeah. giant Bowser. And I was like, There's oh, like- that's cool. There's, There's a little a theme, theme to it. Yeah. Mega Man's was my favorite because you fight Dr. Mario because he's Dr. Wily. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> you, once you beat him, Mewtwo appears, which I am sure is some reference. I think it's Mewtwo. I wouldn't know. Appears. And I'm sure that's some reference that I don't understand because I haven't played a Mega Man game. But <laughs> it's like, it's cool. You play the games and you're like, oh, this is cool. I get it. Oh. Yeah. Classic mode is really good. Um, I That's the only thing. Because I've done World of Light, and unless I want to challenge myself by doing the hardest difficulty or anything like that, I have nothing left to do. I did all the challenges, and I was I was running through every character in classic mode just to complete it with every character, but I was like, that's probably too much. No, nah, <laughs> I, I recommend doing it, because then you... Like, if you're the kind of person that says, oh, I want to, like, play every character, but I don't know how, like, I feel like we get that a bit in our group of friends. Like, the there can be up to six of us, uh, or even up to eight of us, sorry. And it's like, well, I don't really know what character I've played. Maybe in your own, like, time, when you're playing Smash Bros, you can go through Classic, because it has the medal. It says, you have beaten Classic mode with this character. And then you know, oh, look, I haven't actually played... I've played Incineroar on... On a one like a one v one once just for fun, and I died, and I didn't really like him. But maybe I should give him a shot in classic mode. Yeah, it's a great testing grounds, and it's just like, fun to play. Um, what about the main mode? Because we we touched upon it briefly, but it is World of Light is essentially. Oh, you're you're saying World of Light is the main mode? Okay. Yeah, yeah. As in, like the main single player kind of okay, experience. Yeah. Um, because we talked about subspace emissary emissary however you'd like to say it. Um, I feel like this is the closest thing we're going to get to it. Yeah. Because I've heard uh, interviews and, and such from Sakurai where he's like, yeah, Subspace Emissary basically almost killed me, so I'm not doing so that I'm again. So I'm never doing that again. And honestly, World of Light is a really good um, compromise because I found it really fun. But I want to hear your thoughts, Matthew, because uh, you have some different opinions. Oh, it's too hard. Uh, spirits are bullshit, and it's too hard. Uh, I like spirits. <laughs> I like the idea of spirits. Uh, hell, I would even go so far as to say as I love spirits. I love those little ghosty boys. Uh, but some of them 
I can tell. It's like, okay, you're going to verse this character, and if you don't have poison resist, you're just going to lose. So, mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm supposed to backtrack, go to that poison, and then, okay, this guy has poison resist, so now I've got that, which is nice. But ultimately, I'm like, I got to a point where it was like, okay, I'll try this guy. Oh, I just died. He, what's his special power? His spirit is just level 9 billion, and I can't win. So I gave up because I would prefer I would prefer to play classic mode mm. than to go. How am I going to beat this guy? Like I I would go. All right, he's got nine thousand, um, and it's a like grab or whatever. And then I got a six thousand, and it was attack or whatever is whatever is most effective. But I'd still lose, and I'm like I'm not good at this game enough. To just kind of take things on. Like, I'm not at the skill level where I imagine Adrian can go up, like, can take on an uphill battle. But I, I cannot. If if everyone has the high ground, I have all three limbs chopped off. Like, it's <laughs> over for me. And so, yeah, I'd, it's more of a, I was going, oh, I'm just going to play classic mode until mm. I get World of Light. And then I was like, no, classic mode. Like, I'm playing classic mode. And I'm actually getting far. I'm getting my mural bigger. And then I go back to World of Light and it's just my head against this brick wall. Um, And it just wasn't fun because it was too hard. It is the Dark Souls of Smash Bros. (laughs) uh, features. (laughs) A quick touch. How how far did you get in the mural? Did you go up to 9.9? No, I definitely did not go up to 9.9. Again, I'm not good. (laughs) Like I'm not actually good at this game. Uh, But I got pretty far... Um, oh, let me get a picture of the mural <laughs> so that I can tell. I do like the little mural. Yeah, uh, it's thing. a really good idea. Smash Bros. Ultimate mural. Um, yeah, because I, I wasn't trying to get nine point nine, and this isn't a brag because it's about to end badly. But okay. um, I was playing. I just played Link because I was just experimenting with all the modes and was like, cool. I like playing Link. Let me do classic mode, and just got to like nine point eight because I did everything so quickly. And efficiently, and I was like, "Oh, cool, nine point eight. I didn't even realize it went above nine. And then, because I got so close, I was yeah, like, "Well, yeah. if I try, I can do it." And then it took me a couple, but I got there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really yeah. fun. But I still have to use like, don't think I'm like a pro at this game because I still like I had to use a ticket, which lets you not go back down in the mural when you. I lose. had to use a ticket on three and a half. No. <laughs> uh, um, and same with the challenges. Um, I didn't do all of them, but they're all done. So, oh, like well, you use that hammer. That hammer, yeah. Um, back to the world of light. Have you played it at all, Michael? World of light. Yeah, I'm enjoying world of light. I I get tired of it though, whereas I don't get tired of classic mode. I play classic mode until I'm sort of done with Smash Bros. But world of light, I eventually reach a point where I go. Okay, I'd rather just be playing Smash Bros than banging my head against the wall. It's It, like, drip-feeds you the fighters way too slowly for how many there are in this game. Yeah. I was like, come on, I just want a different character than Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's the best one I have right now. Yeah. I just, and finally I got Duck Hunt Duo, and I've just been using him to death because no one else is better. I just well, haven't been get. I just can't find them. I'm like, where are you? I just got ice climbers. I don't want ice climbers. They're no good. <laughs> they can't help me. No matter what experience I've got. 
Uh, Donkey Kong is probably one of the top PvE, like, World of Light characters, just so you know. If you put on the right, like, fist damage, I just would, like, run fist damage everything and then just clap people to death. Like, just bang. <laughs> like, side smash instant death. Um, oh, yeah. Gone. So, I would recommend Donkey Kong for ease. I believe I got up to a Mr. Simon Belmont in uh, my mural. Out of ten. Out of ten. <laughs> uh, out of 9.9. I believe that is around a seven... Maybe seven and a half. Yeah. I think I got a fraction of a Ganondorf in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm not trying <laughs> to brag good. or anything, but uh, <laughs> that's it. I, I mean, I'm no Zero Suit Samus or Yoshi, who is, I, I guess, All that's, at the top. I guess that's the game's way of saying they're the best characters. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yoshi's actually. How do we see how far we've gotten? Um, well, if you're playing, it should give you like a little mural, and it's like, ah, oh, this is how. It far should you say got. just if you open your game up, if you have it there, it should just say like your highest rank overall, anyway. No, I or does it just say score? Think it does. It just like it'll have your score, and then I think it has a picture of the mural. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, um, it's and it, the mural tells a little story. It does. It's does it? Yeah, it's got like oh, you know, one day Pikachu and Pichu and We Fit Trainer and Rob were out. Having a party, uh, one, two, skip a few, then Yoshi and Zero Suit Samus are killing uh, evil. Killing evil, full stop. Mario is there. Well, that's appropriate for World of Light because... So I played this to the end and I want to talk about it for a sec if that's all right. Let me get back up on my soapbox. <laughs> okay. Um, I, this, I found this mode really engaging because I was using it as a way to unlock characters. Yeah. I was sitting down for like a couple of hours at a time. Like this is all I was playing which is probably different to how you guys were playing. Um, but I found this a really good way to unlock characters because as you played, you've unlocked characters. Early on, it was slow, but once you opened up the map, um, it became faster. Um, but also because you're playing the game, if you, once you exit World of Light, like a character, a that challenger is, approaches. Yeah. So it's like, it almost doubles down. It's not as fast as like the, the, the cheese tactic where you just go like one minute matches and run off the edge and then leave, reopen the game, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you have to reopen the game. Um, but it is like... Classic good... mode seems faster. Yeah. Classic... Oh, do you actually unlock yeah, characters? Yeah, so classic mode, yeah. I believe it even goes like, if you use a specific character, it will unlock a specific character. Oh, so you can like chain them. Uh, I suppose so. Like, it, it's like, oh, you beat, like you've done maths, now you get Lucina kind of thing. Right, okay. It, it seemed thematic. I'm pretty sure that's how I got uh, Dark Samus, was that but... I did Samus's. Okay, I, I wasn't think. aware of that. But is, anyway, is the birdie guy who's in the f- shield ball? Is that the top of the map in World of Light? As in, is the main what's his name? Bad I don't guy. Know. Oh, the main uh, bad guy, Galim. Oh, uh, Galim. No. Yeah. No, that's in, not the top. You don't fight the them. You don't no, fight no, him. But is that the top of the map? Oh, oh right. So in World of Light. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Galim. Um, yeah, and I was gonna say because this map, even so, there's that map. You start doing that map, you unlock everything, and then you unlock the way to Galim. Mm-hmm. But there's more. So you fight Galim, and then once you beat Galim, Darkon shows up, and he's like the d- evil version oh, or shit. the dark version, I suppose. There's light Galim and dark Darkon. Wait, why is Galim killing us? What? It's more like so. There's there's an actual sort of a story to this. Um, so spoilers for World of Light in case you're interested because I'm going to drop all the spoilers now so you play World of Light um, it's pretty fun I like that there's like buttons you have to press on the map to open up other stuff elsewhere and you have to get certain spirits 
my only criticism of that is like I didn't know what spirit to be getting, so I'd just be wandering around until and I end up end up just googling it, but I don't want to have to. Anyway, got all the spirits, started doing it, went to Galeem because I wanted because my partner had watched a video about the ending. She's like, "You got to play the end. You got to get to the ending. It's really cool." And I was like, "Oh, okay." All right, well, now I want to get through this even more. So, I was like gunning through it all. So, you beat the World of Light, you beat Galeem, and then Darkon shows up. And basically, Darkon and Galeem are having a battle of light and dark, and you're just kind of caught between. So, then you go to the next world, which is the World of Dark. And there's a, there's like, again, like you have to go in different directions and beat specific bosses um, to then unlock the final area, which is like, which is where it gets interesting. Is Darkon is like in the top left, Galeem's in the top right, and then you have like certain white and black spirits because in the world of light you've got all the white spirits, and then in the world of dark there's all, all the spirits are denoted by like a black ball rather than a white ball, right. like hovering little glowy thing, and so this map has like them scattered throughout, and you you're trying to make your way up towards them, and as you do, the world shifts in either towards light or towards dark. And so you can either the three endings to this game. You can either shift it all to the dark and then kill Galeem, shift it all to the light and kill Darkon. So you, you basically take a side or you take the split, which is you have to you have to get to the end but balance out killing white and dark spirits. And you also fight Master Hand and Crazy Hand a couple of times. Because like one I think Galeem is like in control of Master Hand, Darkon's in control of Crazy Hand. You so you fight them, you get to the end and then you fight the master hand and crazy hand and you like release them from control and they create like a fissure in between and you jump, you like go into the fissure and now the first thing that happens is you get to play as master hand, which I think is the coolest thing because that's one of those things. Like you, people have been talking about it for yeah, ages. You'd be yeah. like in primary school playing like 64 and you'd be like, yo, I hear you can play as master hand if you do this exact thing. And then it would never be true. And you have been able to do it before in like ROMs because you can like yeah, cheat code it in, in or Game Sharks and stuff. But this is the first time you can legitimately play as master hand and it is sick and still challenging. Oh. Like you think it'd be OP, but you're not. But it is really cool. It's really awesome. to. Pl- I was like, this is the sickest ever. And then, so in the, and then in, in this final third, like good, like true ending, I suppose. Um, you then have to fight your way up towards Galeem and Darkon and fight them at the same time and kill them at the same time, ish, like in, the, in a short time frame, and then that's like winning the mode, and then all the spirits are freed. Okay, that's that's interesting and all, but my uh, uncle works at Nintendo and he says that you can actually play as Darkon uh, if you uh, input a special <laughs> code, so that's a bit cooler than Master Hand, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, but I I found World of Light really engaging and fun and. Uh, while I'm not going to go as crazy, like some people are doing like full runs of like hard mode, new game plus, no spirits. Yeah, that's we- what I expect from you. No, I'm not doing that. No. I did normal, but I, I just cleared the map. And there are some really, even on normal with like the right spirits, there are some hard, like really hard Is there an challenges. easy mode? Yeah. Because I think I did normal. So I might go back and do easy because if if I have done normal, then it's too hard for me. I'm not, I like... I'm only good, like, in a 1v1, I cannot beat Adrian, I would say, probably ever in a 1v1. I'm, like, confident to say that Adrian is that good at 1v1-ing. Uh, I have found my element, however, in... <laughs> in like, multi-smash. Yeah, multi-smash, uh, where we're playing... Like, three three players was enough, I think. I was playing with yourself, 
my partner and I, uh, and I was able to, you two distracted each other long enough for me to get the jump on both of yours. Yeah. I, I, when it comes to multi-smash, there's just too much going on, and that's the fun of it. Yeah, I think that's the fun of it. It's, it's kind of like, okay, this is a weird metaphor. If anyone's played uh, One Night Werewolf, <laughs> right? So, so it's kind of like in Werewolf, you can either play it as like a like social deduction game: is this person lying or not? Or you can go like a puzzle game: like, uh, okay, if he robbed them and then they got uh, trouble made. Uh, and this happened, and that happened, and they were the drunk. Then this is the answer. Then yeah. this is the answer. And it's kind of like the same for Super Smash Bros. You can either go like, you like this person is unequivocally the most skilled because they had the bro- the same character, the same oh, same character, no items. And Fox is only final destination. Exactly. Uh, or you can be like, let's let's make this crazy and make it so that only the Smash Ball and fake Smash Ball spawns three times as likely. Uh, and then, but the thing is, is you can find that really good gradient to finding the perfect mode. For me, that is all items except for the Dragoon and the uh, Pit the, Gun. The Pit Gun? Okay. Uh, take those out, and it's a fun 1v1 with items. For me. On what? Medium, low, high? Uh, medium. I'm fine with medium. medium. I think we found that when we were playing because Michael came over, was able to come over and we played with him. I think because I went off the classic was just like when there's a lot of people, put all items on high. Yeah. Um, but I found like there was too much going on. Like playing with you, playing with other people as well at work. There were, it was like there's too much. The spawn rate is too high and I don't know what all these items do. Especially... Like it's, this can be a great game for people who haven't played even games before. Um, but when there's items all over the place just going ham, you can lose track, especially when you don't know what the items do. And that's how you get it. So I think we found, yeah, that's that's it. Like items will destroy me because it's different. It's a different game when you have items and it's more fun, more social like that. Um, so I think we found a good balance of like we removed a couple. I think we even removed like like the bullshit like blower bag thing that like pushes you off the yeah. edge and then you can't get onto the edge uh, and then we set them on medium and it was like the perfect pace and now everyone was having a good time no matter what skill level oh and um, automatic what do you call them handicap automatic handicap oh yeah automatic handicap that's just fun because I just found it funny because it was like the whole time before leading up to this playing this game Matt's like Adrian if we're playing you're putting like a 50 like 60% handicap on straight away nothing else and I'm like the last time okay. we played, we were playing with an automatic handicap, and you at the start of the session, you're like, "Oh, you guys are actually so good now." Because uh, and at the end of the you, se- you were at like sixty, and someone else is at forty, and I was on zero, which means I hadn't got any wins. Yeah, but the at the end of the session that you said that I was on zero, my partner was on ten, and you were on eighty. Yeah. Like, you were the <laughs> one, like I adapted, uh, but. Yeah, the auto handicap is also good because it, rather than like manually handicapping it, which you can do, I like the auto because it's like if you do suck, like even if you're good but you're still losing, you don't get because you're still losing, you don't get handicap. But if you're winning consistently, you get a higher and higher yeah. one, and then it fades over time. So I found it really good. Is there anything else to say? Because I've got a kind of a weird, a weird thing to talk about. Uh, it's to do with the bosses. 
Really? In classic mode. There is one boss in classic mode that looks cute. Uh, <laughs> I believe is named after communism. <laughs> and what? is actually an eldritch abomination from hell. It is Marx from Kirby. Uh, you can fight Marx. Oh, yeah. As in yeah. Marxism, as in com- communism. Those reds. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that that thing was he's creepy. Messed up, man. Is it meant to be like... like? Is that what the character is in I Kirby? I don't know what the... I've never played yes. a Kirby game. <laughs> yeah? He's messed yeah. up. He's the what? Like, okay... It came out of nowhere. I'll say it came out of nowhere because it was like Bowser. Yeah. There was Ganon, like, on a side note, seeing Ganon from, from Ocarina of Time in like HD was mm, so cool. Beautiful. Um, and there was someone else who was like, yep, yeah, these are all like obvious bosses. And then I was like, what is this puppet looking thing? Oh, and then it turned to the devil. Because <laughs> uh, uh, here's the thing. So there's, there's, there's kind of rumors slash leaks going around. Uh, and we're all happy to hear about the rumors slash leaks of the upcoming DLC, DLC yeah. fighters. Yeah. M- Michael, are you yes, okay with this? All right. Yeah. So apparently there was a leak. Apparently they put in the code, uh, some code names, and revealed that a potential uh, DLC character is Doom Guy. I don't believe it that much because this has been a rumor, rumor since before the game came out. And it's like, guys, it wasn't true then. Stop trying. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, but how good would it be if the reveal trailer for it was like a pan up and it's got all of the demonic looking characters like Ridley uh, and Ganon and Marx will fit in. He will fit right in there <laughs> because he is messed up. Uh, and that's... All I really have to say. Do you, have you heard of the leaks slash rumors? Uh, only what you've sent, I think, which is something something underscore brave, which is supposed to possibly reference a Dragon Quest character. Yeah, um, or bravely and, default. Yeah, that's ah, that's the two yeah. things people are saying. It's either bravely default, or apparently, if you take the Japanese name, uh, it doesn't mean brave as in courageous. It means brave as in warrior. And hey, apparently, brave, like uh, the that character, its name does mean, like, warrior, kind okay. of thing. Uh, and so the other ones... So we've got... We've got Piranha Plant, Joker, uh, then we've got Brave, and then they've said, we've heard... Like, I don't know where this has come from. Like, I've heard it from uh, Game Explain, the YouTube channel. Mm. But it is... So we've got Doom Guy. Mm-hmm. We've got Steve and from, from Minecraft. From Minecraft. Minecraft. Included with Steve is Alex, his female counterpart, and apparently Master Chief is going to be a skin for Steve. What? Because I reckon it's gonna be like an like a Microsoft thing. Like here at Microsoft, we love oh, right, we love Nintendo. Right. <laughs> um Phil Spencer said that he wanted it. And you know, I tell you what. I can't remember the fifth one because it is something along the lines of like, um, it's like a Ninja Gaiden character or a game from oh, something yeah. These Ninja. These are theories from Game Explain. Yeah, so this is from this is from Game Explain. Um, but they they didn't make it up; they got it from somewhere else. So if you want to follow this uh, breadcrumb trail, go to the Game Explain YouTube channel. I am not; they haven't paid me anything. Uh, 
but that's where I got it from. You can go to their channel, you can watch that video, and then you can follow their citations. Okay, so... How about Crash Bandicoot? Possible. Because he's now on Switch, and he didn't appear in PlayStation uh, Superstar... What was it? Royale or whatever it was called? Yeah, Super All-Star Royale or something. Which had, like, all the PlayStation mascots, except for him. He didn't end up there. That's really strange. It's because Activision had him at that point. Okay. And he was on Xbox games at that point. That could be interesting. I was going to ask you guys. So, we, we know Pirani Pete, he's coming. Or Petey Piranha. Uh, we got Joker. So, there's four slots left. What, 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 would you, what do you want in there? I want to hear what you want. Because I, I sent you guys a list when there was still five before Joker was announced. And I'll just, I'll just read that out for viewer uh, hilarity. The list were, and this is a list of like my hopefully slash kind of what I want list. So like Banjo Kazooie would be cool in there. Goku, because we need him. Like if Goku ends up in this game, this game is done. Never make <laughs> another Smash. Just keep porting this. Uh, a monster hunt, like Monster Hunter, because Rathalos is a boss. Yeah. Why is Rathalos a boss, but you don't have like Monster Hunter in there? Uh, Sephiroth as like a villain counterpart to for Cloud. And then, as like a crossover one, I want Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. That's that, like there's there's not enough spaces. I'm sorry, you got to get rid of like three of those. Why? Well, because we've already we already know. Oh, you got to get rid of because there's only four spaces left. Well, this is before. If I was going to pick four now, get rid of Scorpion. That was just kind of like a random one. Fancy's one. So Banjo Kazooie, Goku, Monster Hunter, Sephiroth. Sephiroth. What do, what do you guys want? I want Steve, man. I like the idea of Steve. The idea of Steve and Doom Guy really uh, interests me because it's like saying these Doom Guy is a really big like he belongs in there with Pac Man and Mega Man and Sonic. Like he is one of the old foundations of yeah, video true. games, uh, and Steve is a modern foundation of video games. Like Minecraft was a huge thing, like as big as almost like. Uh, Fortnite is a bit bigger because it's taken Minecraft on a huge. Is the biggest cultural. before Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. Like there was nothing before Minecraft that was that big. Like maybe Mario, maybe Doom. Uh, but the idea of going like, yo, you can play a game where you are Sonic, Mario, Doom guy, Minecraft man, Snake, Snake. From, yeah, but I'm going like the ah oh, the big like, milestones. Imagine yeah. saying this to. Imagine saying to your mother, oh, I'm playing this game where I'm Pac-Man and I'm fighting Mega Man and Mario and Sonic. And you remember Doom? Your mom says, no, I never played it. So you go to your dad and you say, remember Doom? And he says, <laughs> yes. Is that like Quake? And you say, pretty much the same game. And he's like, wow, that's cool. But Doom, Doom Guy and Steve is my, please, be, please let this rumor be true. I would like Crash Bandicoot. Or I feel like Rayman could be a possibility. He's in the game as a spirit. And Rayman, uh, he didn't appear, but the rabbits appeared with uh, Kingdom Battle. So they already have mm. a connection with Ubisoft. And yeah, Rayman surprised. would actually be really suitable because he is a 2D kind of beat-em-up character. Yeah, well, he was originally a 2D character. Remember that Rayman leak from Smash 4? Yeah, and it was so believable. Someone, God, yeah. it was so good. Um, 
I, I would love Rayman, but just because he's already a spirit. Like, I immediately disqualify someone who's already a spirit just because they would have made that character. Like, to me, spirits is like, we can't get every character in every game ever. So, the closest we can get is getting your favorite characters as spirits, helping your character out. As a counter to your argument, literally every character has a spirit. What do you mean? Every character on the roster has a spirit. That's true. That you, you, do unlock you unlock. True. That is that is true. I didn't think about that. So if anything, it's like the fact that he has a spirit might boost him up. But this is just what we want. That's there's there's a difference between going, oh, this is what we want, and someone saying, yo, I've seen it. I know. Um, the brave one. The brave one is the biggest like possibility. Obvious. Like yeah. we know it is brave. Whatever brave means, that's it. Because uh, that's from the game files. Yeah. Now we just need to decipher what brave means. Does it mean bravely default? Does it mean uh, Dragon Quest? Well, when when they announced Joker, Reggie said, and like blah 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 blah, and this is the kind of characters we want to include in the DLC. Yeah. So the Dragon Quest one makes me think that's more obvious because that's kind of a big like Persona is a big Japanese franchise, and now. Dragon's and Quest so is, is Dragon as well. Quest. Yeah. That, over Bravely Default. And wasn't it really hard, apparently, getting Cloud in? Didn't they say it was really hard getting Cloud or something? And they, they didn't even get a new sticker for Spirit. The sticker for the Spirit is literally Cloud. So I doubt that makes me think it can't be Bravely Default because if it was uh, so hard to yeah. get Cloud, like it's going to get be so hard for the Bravely Default character. Yeah. Uh, but. I mean. If we're trying to like, if we're trying to like think ahead, what other what other characters would suit that theme of like Japanese big games? That, that the that like like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem was almost ne- like never even heard of until until Marth and Roy showed up in um, in sixty four yeah. and Melee and, and kind of reverse engineered their success in the West. Um, all right, hear me out. All right, this is a game. Released in 2012 on the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii, PC, Nintendo DS. Uh, Wii is also a Nintendo console. My brain didn't <laughs> put that together. Uh, and I believe the code name Brave suits them well. 8 out of 10 on Steam. 65% on Metacritic. It's Disney Pixar's Brave. Merida from Brave is going to be the character. <laughs> Just straight up. Just straight Dude, up. that'd be sick. The most random Disney princess Merida. I, I have a friend who cosplays as Merida. She she would be stoked if that's true. No, that like and that'd probably be the most likely. I mean, when you think it's brave. Mm. Like I've literally typed in brave video game, brave the video game. That's it. <laughs> so you're welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm I'm just like this game is so good. I, I'm kind of sad. PD Piranha's taking so long to come out because. I feel like the hype is going to, like, even me, for me, yeah. the hype's going to fade off in the next couple of weeks, and he's not out yet. He's, like, late Jan or early Feb, but I want to play I want to play him. I probably will when he comes out, but I, I love, love all the people so that say that P- Petey Piranha or Joker is their main. They're like, oh, yeah, that's my main. It's like, it's not out yet. It's you not out yet. <laughs> oh, but I've, I, my, my uncle works at Nintendo, and I've played him. Yeah, I've played him. He's pretty good. Oh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Is this, guys, is this the game for a busy gamer? That's a double-edged question, I reckon. Why is that? A busy gamer is not finishing World of Light. A busy gamer <laughs> might not even unlock every character. Interesting. 
I would say the opposite. Like, this World of Light is great for a busy gamer because you just hop in, you do one or two or three things. If it's a challenging one, you can think about it while you're away. It almost has a bit of a Monster Hunter aspect where you think about what spirits you want to choose before you go in. Yeah, um, but I don't know about you, but I didn't catalogue every spirit I had. Like, no, but I neither did I. What I would do is just random. And it or, like it'll pick the right kind of main spirit and then the support spirit, if it's if there's something applicable to the level like ice immunity or poison immunity, it'll equip that automatically. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't think I think if you're a busy person, if you're the busy gamer, you don't have time to like I I don't know how long World of Light takes. It takes a while. Like I would say twenty hours. Like I don't unless you're the kind of RPG busy gamer, like if if you were I think it's just a niche audience is what I'm saying. And I would say like playing Super Smash Bros. in general, yes, yeah, for a busy gamer, because you play it like you you go to a friend's party, they're playing Smash Bros. You play with them, it's fantastic, it's very good. You could do it by yourself. You could play like just a match to hone your skills at home if you're like if you want to build the skills but you don't have time. But World of Light, or no, that's 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 going to be a no for me, Doc. Okay, I, I'm I say it is, and for those of you who want to love this game, let me tell you why. Easily do a couple of spirits if you find a challenge you want you can go and think about it, um, and like it will. It's a, if you do that, it has longevity. Plus, it's great for like party nights. I did. I, I had an event at work because there are a few of us at work who were excited. So I was like, talked to management. I was like, yo can I just like have the TV after work, like before we close, but after like some of us finish? And like, yeah. So we had like an hour worth of just playing Smash and we're all pretty good. So that was fun. I think, I think it can be. I think it can be. What about Michael? What do you think? I think by default, even if you only played this at its, uh, I'd say at its, I think at its purest, it is a, a sit on the couch with a few friends, and just go straight into Smash. Just, that's its purest. That's how it began back in the day, on N64. That's it, in a nutshell. And that will still unlock you all the characters that you need, and you could just play it that way. So you could be a busy gamer, you might only get time on a weekend, grab a friend, play some Smash, that's the way to go. And then, because it's on the Switch, which is perfect for a busy gamer, as we've talked about, over the whole life of the podcast, that this is the console for a busy gamer, then yeah, you can you can fit in a couple of spirits here and there in uh, World of Light, or you can smash out a classic mode. I went through mm. like four really quickly, like four different characters. Um, if you've got like a little bit of like you time on your hands, but if you only have time to hang out with friends, get this bad boy out. It's still perfect for a busy gamer. Here's my question on this, right? You got you got four you got three friends over, so there's four of you. And you reach over to your switch and then a screen comes up. You're about to play a party game with your friends. Do you A pick Super Smash Brothers or B pick Super Mario Party? Um, what's your answer? What's the crowd like? Who are my friends? Yeah. If if it's us, Smash Bros. If it's if it's my parents, Super Mario Party. Maybe maybe yes. just across the Okay, yeah, all right. You've got to read the room, Adrian. I, well, you would just be like, friend. Smash, guys. And your dad's like, how I, does Smash? <laughs> I am always saying Smash. 
Like, I can't stop smashing. Uh, oh, it's just, it's just, I, I, part of me also wants to look at getting into a competitive scene, but I feel like if I, I will get railed. Like, I tried a competition once for four and I got, I beat like one person. So I got like one tear up and then was out. So it'd be fun to try, but also I'm like scared. I just, my spirit will be destroyed. Look, hear me out. All right. I know you've put a lot of time, money, and effort into uh, the best MOBA in the world, Smite. <laughs> Maybe it's time to put that little leg away. I mean, Oceanic servers are dead. Southeast Asia servers are dying. But Smash Bros. is right there for you. And right the there taking. is a local... I used to be a part of a group, but it, it just got full of drama after a while. Like, some guy was stalking a girl, and oh. I'm like... I need, I need out of this. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with the Smash Bros. community um, is stalking and deodorant. Not not great. Not not fantastic. So instead of Smite, just ramp up 1v1 against the computer, put him on the hardest difficulty, and that's your training every day for as much time as you can fit in. I don't want you touching another game. You're going you're gonna to go on a hiatus from the podcast and you've got to focus on becoming a competitive Smash Bros. player, that will help the podcast get notoriety. So you you got to take one for the team here, and you might got have a new to start a side podcast called like No Time to Smash or, or all, all the Time to Smash. Time to smash. Uh, only time, only only Smash. That's it. You could make it a serious podcast, but hear me out. Just go day three hundred and fifty-seven of Smash Bros. My fingers hurt. But I still want to play. I still want to play. <laughs> but if I get too good, you guys won't want to play with me anymore. Uh, automatic handicaps. It's good. <laughs> Up to like 120%. That would be great. <laughs> You're just at 300%. We immediately get you out. But the thing is, you've already three-stocked someone else at the party by the time we do it. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good game. I I will, won't stop. Uh, but thanks for listening, guys. I- Thank you very much. Uh he can't stop. Sam we'll be, we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll be back soon with an yep. updated format, some more episodes, more the games you want to play, you want us to play. And we're gonna go with the busy gamer in mind. Um, yeah. So if you're a busy gamer and it's like you've you've spent you know six car trips just listening to this one episode, you're finally at the end of this episode, uh, and all you wanted to do was figure out if it was for a busy gamer or not. Uh, I think that the new format will be f- better for you, yeah. better for me, uh, not better for Adrian, actually. He doesn't, he doesn't like my formats. I love your formats. WAV, <laughs> MP3, U-Law. <laughs> it's 2019. It's time for a, a, a new you and a new us. Exactly. Season 2 of No Time to Grind, coming in hot. Get ready. 2019 is going to be a good year. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, and we hope to continue to have your patronage in 2019. I've been Adrian. I've been Michael. And I've been Matthew. Thank you very much. We'll see you out on the battlefield. No, no, no. No you items. S- you see us on Final Destination. Oh, right. Foxes only. Yeah. Uh, I'm bad at Fox. Yeah, I'm like Fox. really bad at Fox. I don't like it. Who's your favorite? Yeah. We didn't say who your favorite. If you got in, Who's your main now? Uh, Ganondorf. Uh, I like Pichu, but also King K. Rool because I'm crazy like that. I don't have enough characters yet. It's Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>